This episode of Pop Punk and Pizza is sponsored by Amazon Music. You can get free, unlimited access to over 70 million songs for 30 days by signing up at getamazonmusic.com forward slash pop punk pizza pod. So not only do you get unlimited access to music, it's always ad free. No one likes ads, right? <laughs> you can always like this is an ad right now. I like how I'm saying that. And you can also listen offline with unlimited skips. Plus, follow your favorite podcasts like Pop Punk and Pizza. So try Amazon Music today for free at getamazonmusic.com forward slash pop punk pizza pod. I'm going out. I gotta go. To Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. Hello, hello, welcome. Here's a question What do you think is the most hated pizza topping in America? If you were thinking anchovies, it, it totally is. I came across this survey today that said anchovies are still the most hated pizza topping here in the United States, followed by eggplant and artichoke. I'm honestly not a fan of any of those, but if I had to pick one to put on my pizza out of those three, I think it would have to be eggplant. I think I could stomach that one, as gross as even that sounds. The other ones, I'm not so sure. I, I mean, anchovies, I don't think is as controversial as the whole pineapple thing, right? But hey, you know what? If you want pineapple on your pizza... Go for it. If you want anchovies on your pizza, do it. If you want, shoot, if you want gummy bears on top of your pizza, go ahead and do it. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever floats your boat, my friend. I will not judge you for it. <laughs> so I'm really excited about today's episode because uh, this band is uh, truly uh, one of the names I see come up a lot in the pop punk scene lately, and that is Rival Town from Ontario, Canada. They're dropping a new single called Coming Up Short this Friday, February 19th via Lost Music Collective, and we are joined by half of the band for this one. Uh, say hello to Cole, Bryce, and Jared of Rival Town. You And then Mike is the one that might possibly be joining us, right? Yeah, he's the lead singer. He's uh, maybe in the middle of a work thing right now, but he has been known to just sporadically pop in on these things. So I tell you, those be... lead singers, man. Oh, you know, me such as... <laughs> divas. <laughs> yeah, just divas, man. <laughs> this whole podcast is going to be uh, talking Tripping. about how Mike and the rest of lead singers are all divas. <laughs> Oh, I would be very happy to just roast him for an hour straight. Oh, man. Sounds like a good call to me. (laughs) 
Sounds like a great subject matter. Let's do it. You've got me convinced. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. But um, we've got uh, Jared and Bryce Smith. You guys are brothers. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. And then we have uh, Cole. And I think it's really important that Cole is here because he's the newest member to the band. And and maybe people would like to, uh, you know, meet him and, and hear about Cole if, if they don't already. I mean, I know I'm interested in, in hearing more about you, Cole. So, um, so we'll definitely uh, dive into that. But uh, Happy New Year, guys. Happy, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so... To uh, to start things off for 2021, um, you know, I we may as well dive into this part since I just mentioned it. But Cole, uh, Frank, you are uh, just you've just been added as the bass player, and uh, so how did how did Cole, uh, um, Bryce, and Jared, how did Cole get brought into the picture? So we uh, one thing about Rival Sound is I mean we've been a band for about five years and we've been pretty lucky in that the majority of our members have stayed as a unit like we haven't had to swap too many but for some reason the bass player role seems to just come and go <laughs> so we've uh we've had a, our old guy that was with us forever and then we had a new guy replace him and then we had the old guy again and we had uh another new guy and then cole we just kind of knew around the scene for a while and he's uh played in a few other bands that are friends of ours and we just hadn't really linked up really in the in a musical sense we just done a couple shows but uh he he does a lot of vocal covers with our singer and uh i think it just got brought up one time We're like this guy's been around us like he's come to all our shows he knows all our songs he seems like a logical a logical person we should have maybe considered from the beginning and then we just sort of fell into place really quick nice awesome well welcome cole <laughs> yeah yeah i took a took a while for them to ask i was i was waiting for a while <laughs> like dude come on man like i'm going to your shows i'm like, singing I'm, I'm, your songs aren't, aren't you getting like, the I'm, message i'm putting up like can you guys come on like you know <laughs> um but yeah he was right like i i hang out a lot with mike and we do a lot of covers together and stuff like that and it got brought up brought up and i was all for it i was like hey let's let's do it you know yeah i don't know maybe next time you need to like wear a short skirt or something and like <laughs> like doll yourself like try to send you know really try to send out that that message like hey you hey. know <laughs> he it's funny because like every show that we've played in his vicinity he's always there and like at halfway yeah. at some point during the show he'll just like come on because he was, he's a vocalist uh, originally and he okay. uh, he'll jump on stage and just take a microphone and do a song with us and every single time the crowd loves it we're, we just kind of don't think anything about it as soon as we're done and then it just sort of made way more sense after uh mike just brought it up he's like why why isn't cole just in this band i'm like oh <laughs> yeah why didn't we just do that from the beginning and it just made way more sense so how did you know uh cole did you know mike before rival town or how did you yeah. get introduced to rival town so i got introduced to rival town because i was in another i was in a pop punk band like two or three years ago and we we ended up playing a show together and from then we just met and hit it off and then did the whole 
at each other on social medias and then stayed connected that way. And then uh, I knew Mike because he was in a band previously as well. And that band played a lot of shows with my previous band. So through that, we became really close friends. I moved to his hometown. So then we were closer. So we started hanging out more. And that's kind of how that kind of stemmed from that. We just started hanging out more. And then he, he joined Rival Town. And then uh, I joined like my newer band. And we kind of just like always went to each other's shows, hung out, did that. And then now we're here. <laughs> cool. That's awesome, man. So what kind of covers uh, do you and Mike do together? Um, almost like anything, usually like any kind of like a, a TikTok or, thing or <laughs> is it just because I know that's a big thing right now. He has a YouTube channel. Okay. So that kind of started from that where uh, he asked me to do the screams for one song and I would do the singing. Uh, oh, wait, <laughs> other way around. Oh, okay. uh, I, he would do the singing is what I meant to say. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, we just we kept doing that hanging out and it just kind of worked out that way. I started doing my own with him, my own covers with him. And then, uh, again, we just kept hanging out as buds and mm -hmm. then I got brought up. <laughs> cool. Cool. Jared, I'm looking at your hair and I'm just jealous, <laughs> bro. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You shouldn't be. It's currently the only thing I have going for me. So <laughs> no, man. Not musical talents. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you're the keyboard. Uh, keyboardist to the band, right? That's correct. Okay, yeah. so why? I mean, come on, dude. You've got, you've got the, I, to me. You've got talent, and then you could play like uh, you could be like a model too. On top of that, like with with like, that hair, McDonald's model or something. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The biggest loser I was, catalog. Or I was something. thinking <laughs> like, what, as I'm seeing your hair, I'm like, dude, this guy's like Liam Hemsworth looking over here with his hair. Like, I'm like, Ooh, that, that's a stretch. <laughs> something I should do more. Liam, of. That's <laughs> Liam, Liam Hemsworth. But, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what you uh, can go by. There, there's your uh, there's your Instagram handle right. if it's not yeah. in existence already just drop this whole thing just and go into just drop right. it dude yeah just fucking forget about it who needs a keyboard player you know oh, i God. know that's what all the youtube comments are saying it's, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible but really like i'm i don't think people realize how important a uh, keyboard player actually is um and uh i mean what wh how do you uh, how do you explain that to people if that ever gets brought up? Like, okay, dude, like keyboard is actually really important, believe it or not. It's kind of, it's, it's hard to explain to people, but how I tell people is it's completely different if you hear it without it. it with a keyboard player, it just feels so full, like the sound. It's just like you have that ambience. It's like completely surrounding you when you hear a track with that keyboard, just filling in dead air, building up, always matching like the singer's key and everything. It's, it makes a difference though people realizing it. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. And I mean, keyboard is like any other instrument. It's so versatile, you know, in, in like Rival Town, it's sounds like it's kind of there to just fill things out, which is kind of like, um, you know, a, a bass player, a Cole, almost kind of does the same thing with, you know, uh, filling things out too. But it just depends on what kind of music you're playing. And like, because if you, let's say Rival Town was a three piece, it would be completely different. Like the bass lines might sound completely different than they would now. And, yeah, you know, like, because with a three piece, you almost have to, I feel like 
it's harder to be a bass player in a three piece um, than it would be in in a, a bigger band. It works. Yeah, I can see how like it's definitely different because like I feel like you'd have to be a little more creative with the bass riffs in that as well. Adding to that, um, I was also gonna add to to Jared being the keyboardist like a big part of that. Like when I'm when I was watching the Rival Town shows, like watching Jared like rock out on his keyboard was probably like the most contagious part of that <laughs> air just flowing like going crazy i was just like oh, yeah let's go like, <laughs> along know? with like being the keyboard like part of a arrival town show is that um we try to bring like a stadium sized uh visual effect to any venue we play just because you know you're never we didn't want to rely on the, the the house light guy anymore the house sound guy just to make us look and sound the way that we we feel like we uh should be so we we basically kind of created this entire light rig where anything that you see on the stage lights up like if it's everything the microphone stands we're we're trying to figure out how to get our shoes to light up like everything has lights <laughs> and uh we uh jared basically runs everything while playing the keyboards too so really? he's uh he's killing all the dead air for banter he plays all the songs and he's running full light shows and tracks like all off of his rig. So uh, we were uh, we were chirping each other the other day at Jam and Cole just says, go back to your table, Jared. <laughs> he's, got his, he's got his whole just, like rig there of just every button that you could possibly want for a full setup. Dude, that's so cool. Um, so how <clears throat> how do you manage Jared? How do you manage all of that? Um, while playing keyboard, what what kind of equipment do you run? Uh, well, I have the JDXI uh, synth there. And there's one button where I can hold a note, so I hit a C at the very beginning of the set, so I can play with the lights for the rest of it. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have do you have like a, like a I, I don't know lights too well. Is it like a uh, like a I have um, about like seven buttons on the side. Okay. There's, there's gotta be an easier way for sure, but <laughs> we all have like a bunch of different ones. So I'm hitting like six different buttons at the same time to make the, the floodlights go on and the, for like the drums to light up and then for like the cabs to turn on at certain times. <laughs> so is this, is this something relatively new for you? Uh, like haven't learning to do lights and, or is this something you've been doing for a while? Um, well, the thing about being like being a keyboard player is that, it's not it's not needed for the entire song so then at parts where i say i don't i don't need to be there during a breakdown it gives me more time to focus on that stuff so instead of me just standing there it keeps me constantly busy and keep doing stuff when i'm not necessary for that part of the song okay that's really cool um it's really it's really cool to hear a band like really utilizing members to their fullest whereas you know it's just like oh yeah he just hangs out or you know whatever it's like no you're like you're doing shit to make that show the best it can possibly be and that's what it's all about so um that's uh that's good to that's hear the, that's the whole thing it's we uh we just uh right from the beginning we we wanted to be able to bring like a larger than life show to any because a lot of times you're playing pubs right this is a pop punk band we're not on that big level yet so we're we're playing a lot of dive bars and uh, I feel like we want to be the band of the night that when the people are driving home, they go, yeah, like the bands are great, but that one band with all the lights and the smoke and confetti cannons and everything, those guys are wild. <laughs> like we try and make every show something that people will remember for sure. Yeah. That's, 
that's uh that's always the point at least i think anyway you know um and it it's uh, great to hear you guys uh think that way because bands i feel like that really embrace that are the ones that end up succeeding the most you know you got to go big or go home man especially in the as much as pop punk is is definitely making a comeback it's almost kind of uh like a is how I how I see it, I, I might be wrong in thinking this way. There's always like the new the new bands that are starting the the trends, and then you get a wave of like saturated bands kind of ripping them off about a year and a half behind every every big trend, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, the example I use all the time is when uh, Neck Deep did that In Bloom song, and then every single music video you saw for a year and a half after was that pastel wall thing. <laughs> right? Every band did it. And uh, I, it's just kind of trying to figure out a way to be ahead of the curve of what's going to be the next big thing and uh, be, be an influencer versus a follower, right? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a very strange and, and hard thing to do. You know, um, I used to always think that when I was writing songs that if I wrote songs that sounded like my heroes, that that would get me you know, to where I wanted to be. And then as I got older, I'm like, that's actually not how it works, is it? Because <laughs> exactly. that's, that's already been done. And no, no. I thought yeah. the, same, the same thing when I first got in my first bands. I was like, I, we need to be like this band, this band only. That's what's going to do it. Like, and then you you finally, like, as you, gr- like, you grow, like in, uh, like, in the scene and, like, meeting other bands, and you're like should really be doing our own thing right now. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's, I remember I used to beat myself up when I would start writing something that sounded completely different from the pop punk that I grew up loving and be like, no, 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 I can't do that. That's that's, straight from the norm. It's like, no, it's like, that that doesn't sound like that's not going to fit. That's not going to work. You know? So. It's just a, it's a weird blend of like trying to be relevant with what's going on, but also just a couple of steps ahead of the curve. But then again, it, you never really know because look at the trend every, like what's the thing right now? Everyone's kind of doing the eighties revival, the 1975 kind of weird thing where it's, and it sounds awesome. Like the bands are killing it, doing it, but I would not have guessed that that was going to be the direction that, uh, and now us having a keyboard player makes us cool again because every band's <laughs> doing the, the synth pop thing, right? So it's well, like me. <laughs> well, shit. I remember when, you know, I was still playing shows in the scene. And of course, I guess this was earlier on when I was playing shows on the scene. And this was right around the time that Motion City soundtrack was blowing up. So you had a lot of bands sounding like trying to sound like motion city and yeah they had a synth player or they had a keyboard player or whatever and that was that was a big thing and um you know i'm in the the chicagoland area not too far from you know where they started in minneapolis minnesota so sometimes um some of those bands from their scene would come play in our area and they would definitely like emulate motion city soundtrack you know that's exactly it though too it's whatever the big band is in your area 
you're kind of going to sort of see a following of like around here, it's like, you know, Seaway and all those bands. So a lot of, a lot of the bands that we're friends with and us too, it, you're influenced by the big dogs in town because you want to, they can do it. Well, why can't you? Right. Yeah. So it's like, they're, they're kind of one of the forefront sort of leaders in this, uh, this sort of synth eighties pop revival kind of version of pop punk. And I know a lot of bands are, are tapping into that. And uh, like this year, especially just because we, we kind of gave us a bit of a, a chance to reinvent ourselves. Well, there's Mike. I think he's joining the call here. Hold up. Is he? Okay. Cause yeah. I don't see him yet. Big Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, get all the shit out before he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. JK y'all. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> My, Michael's not understanding that uh, how to get on the Zoom call. He keeps trying to call me. Um, all oh. right, so <laughs> I'm going to hit the old ignore button on him. So, um, yeah, but a, a lot of, uh, oh, yeah, this year sort of gave us a chance to sort of reinvent ourselves, I think. And I know a lot of bands are doing that. And then they're just kind of, uh, I guess, rebranding. But we, we we love we love the brand we've built. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, and uh, we, we stand by what we've put out. But we think that we kind of wanted to try and uh, just. Uh, I think that our formula for songwriting now is we're just trying to write the absolute, like, most just ear candy cavity stuck in your head choruses that are just like, oh, that song I can never get it out of my head, and we're just trying to find that. We used to sit there and write, well, no, this song's not sad enough. It's gotta be sadder. We gotta be we gotta cry more to this. This is not enough. We got and we would be sitting here like trying to be the different guys, like, well, where's the sad part? But now we're we're kind of just like sad part. We're all like 30 and getting married and stuff now. So we're all happy and we're now all our songs now are like really bouncy and boppy and i think it's a kind of a cool direction for us to go actually just because we've been the sad guys for a few years now so <laughs> it's uh it's a little refreshing i think gosh that's it's now just happier music but still sad so sad <laughs> lyrics like yeah self-deprecating in every way but like <laughs> so is that way happier is, music is that like the rebranding you were like referring to just a minute ago yeah except i i know um i find a lot of bands, I think, kind of get discouraged when they don't think something is working. So they'll just kind of like wipe the slate clean and like, you know, new name, new image. And a lot of times that works, but it's sometimes just a matter of sort of sitting down and uh, saying like, well, you guys have built something here. Like you, you have something. You just need to figure out how to make that work with your fan base and expand on it and go the direction you want to go. I, I think we've just worked too hard on Rival Town to uh, to kind of start fresh. I think uh, our, our fans have sort of came to expect something from us, and we're we're looking to give that to them, but also uh, throw a few uh, hidden curveballs in there now these days. I just hope that Rival Town tours with what is it O Town from the. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the funniest thing is. Uh, we yeah, they already know you what remember o-town yeah is it coming yeah. back to you now oh, i remember o-town well a lot of people think that when we're on tour that we're rival sons rival <laughs> sons oh okay and they're like this big like nickelback rock band right and we'll be like 
<laughs> playing in like like just crappy pubs and you'll hear drunk people outside like oh my god rival sons are here tonight i don't even know this is like the biggest show ever and then they come in and they just see like a bunch of dudes in like you know short shorts jumping on stage like this is not rival sons at all oh and my it's god happened way more times than uh we'd like to admit dude you gotta you gotta learn some of those songs and just start you know yeah say we uh knowing our market yeah (laughs) right oh especially that would really trip up the the drunk ones even more like you know yeah we're rebranding rival sons as rival town and we're now (laughs) a pop punk band with a lot more tattoos that should uh, (laughs) that should be right underneath your name on all your press releases and everything it just should be you know rebranding you know rival that, rival sons that would be a funny merch idea if we actually had just rival town logos and just said not rival sons underneath i think that's uh considering how that. are now we could just call it rival dads rival yeah. dads <laughs> there you go there's another band that people mix up with. they're called uh river town saints oh that's yeah. like also close enough <laughs> i was gonna say there's a there's a couple i was trying to th- i don't know if it was the the river town one you were just mentioning but there is another band um when eric first brought up rival town to me um i i first thought of a, a different band but now i can't remember what the name was Apparently there is a band called Rival State, which I was just made aware of like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then also what it what it boils down to is we weren't that original with our band name. But um, <laughs> I like it. it. It originally was supposed to be Runner Up, but that's when all the bands were doing the sports kind of pop punk <laughs> names. And we're like, is this going to have staying power? So we, we ditched that one and ended up uh, going with Rival Town. Nice. Hey, it's a great name, you know? I, I yeah. think there's there's a lot you can do with that name. So, um, and uh, yeah, it is funny how the the baseball references or not the bait. Well, any sports references that was a thing for a while. Mm-hmm. So that was like the uh, the uh, the 2010s and actually a little bit of the uh, the 2000s there I think as well. But yeah, definitely in the the 2010s that was a that was a thing. Yeah, it kind of went from like that to like the one word inanimate object band names that everyone was doing you just like pick a like bike tire or just like it's just like just weird things like mom jeans like just stuff yeah. you just look at something in your room you're like all right mom jeans is pretty good though like i saw one i heard of a band yesterday what were they called here they were and they're awesome too i just uh they came up on a playlist and they had the weirdest hot milk and I was like, all right, <laughs> rock, rock and roll. That's a Bill Murray right there. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, they're really good. I was super, super impressed, but it's like apparently the band name doesn't matter much anymore. You can just pick and then, something and go. Yeah. And then the other trend is the, um, uh, was it the, the Roman numerals or oh, like taking the vowels? Uh, the vowels. The vowels. Yeah. That's it. The vowels. Yes. Um, that I, I haven't been the biggest fan of that. And I'm not saying the bands who have adopted that are terrible, but, um, it's just weird to me, but you know, it's a trend, you know, I thought that band Paris was called Purvis for like two years. (laughs) And someone's like, they're Paris. I'm like, why is there a V in it? They're like, it looks cool. I'm like, okay. (laughs) 
Like, right. Churches as well. Like, right, there's oh, yeah. churches as well. Yeah. So those is are that what they're called? Churches, churches. Yeah. Yeah. It's churches. Yeah. I was literally calling them churches. See. That is. Oh my goodness. I know. Oh, I had to be. I had to be coached on that too. So we're getting old. Yeah, uh, but I think that that has. Uh, I think that's kind of died down for the most part. Um, yeah, they got their vowels back. <laughs> the vowels back. That's going to be if I ever start a new pop pop punk band. It's going to be uh, um, br- bring the vowels back or like something. Something. Is there any bands that are just like? Is there any words that are just only vowels, and then you just drop the vowels, and then like you, just, you don't have a band name at all? But that's the joke. Because that uh, would be funny. That that's a good one. That I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about the the new single uh, that's that's coming out. Um, the the song is called "Coming Up Short." Uh, there's also a new music video to go along with it. Um, what uh, what can you tell us uh, about the new song "Coming Up Short"? What can we tell you? So this song, um, it's it's weird. This, it came together. A, a lot differently than the rest of our our music and it was kind of uh it just started like most of the songs one member will write and then we'll kind of hash out a rough version of it and then just go and uh fill in all the the blank spaces and add everyone's everyone's influence to it this one was kind of like we had we sat down with mike who uh he's an engineer and we sat down with him with just a couple of riffs and we just made it up over the course of a night as we were going along, like, all right, what should go here? Play the first riff you can think of. And then uh, for some reason it ended up just being a banger and it's uh, a little poppier, I think, than the stuff that people would expect from us. But I think it's the next uh, natural progression for rival town. And there's, there's obviously some uh, heavy little hidden secrets in there. And it gave us an excuse to, uh, to showcase Cole, uh, who has some insane vocals in there. And uh, I think that uh, people are going to be really surprised when they hear it because I don't think they're expecting this type of sound at all. Yeah. Um, I was going to say um, the the screams in there are just top notch. And Cole, are you this, are, are you, are, are those some of your screams or are you doing the singing in those parts i am doing the the screams in that part it's a little bit of uh me and mike going back and forth but yeah. i think how that uh, mike is like the higher pitched scream in that um but yeah just uh the beginning of that heavy part you get a little taste of my vocals there um yeah uh, thanks thanks i'm glad you dig them <laughs> yeah no they were done really well i liked the mixture of i could i, I could obviously tell it was two different voices and mm-hmm. i thought the the mixture was was done very very well um was that was that just kind of a natural thing or did you guys really have to work at that since that was kind of newer to the band to have you guys kind of blend your your voices together on that i'd say natural Uh, yeah it was definitely a natural thing because uh like rice was saying i would come up for some of the songs uh when i would go to their shows i would come up for a song and like uh do the screaming with mike and stuff and then i think that's where the idea from is because like we would always go back and forth and stuff and be like hey that sounded really cool like so when i joined i think the idea was like do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. They I, have yeah. like a very uh like contrasted scream from each other because like Mike's kind of got that like double wears Prada really high piercing scream and Cole's kind of got like that like low, you know, a data remember y just like guttural type thing he can do. So when they're going together, it just like it hits this kind of weird mid-range that just just sounds so cool together. And I think that in a lot of our music going forward, you're definitely gonna hear a lot of uh back and forth with those guys. Awesome. Yeah, that'll definitely make I think that'll definitely make a lot of pop punk fans happy, you know. Um because there's not a a lot of um there's not a lot of I don't know. I feel like there's not a lot of a day to remember type bands around, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you guys sound like them, but that's one of the bands you think of when you think of like pop punk and screaming, you know? Absolutely. So, um, or at least any bands that have stuck to that and still do that. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. That's, that's true. Um, so, so Cole, I mean, how, how does, how did you become good at screaming? Like, how does that work? Like, I've always wondered, because I cannot do it for the life of me. <laughs> um, I've been doing it for, like, a, re- a really long time. Like, probably, I'm 27 now. I've been doing it since I was 14. Um, I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was, like, one of those emo kids, straighten my hair every day, all that kind of thing. And, uh, when he had I, hair. I, 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 go to all, I go to school and all the emo girls would be like, oh my God, guys, I can scream. And I'm like, oh, I got to learn how to scream. Like, I, I got to learn. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I, like, just, like, looked up YouTube videos and then I eventually just, like, I'm like, you know what? This is really fun. Like, I, I'm having, I'm enjoying this and then eventually started playing in bands and I guess I just progressed from there. You know, like, I still practiced my vocals and, of course, like, a lot of like uh the harsh vocal or screamers like get into um like uh like the warm-ups and uh learning to scream through uh, the melissa cross videos so i stumbled upon those and that also helped me to like get a little better at that and kind of teach yourself technique and get yeah. into that well that what way. are some of those techniques i'm curious oh. Oh man. Uh, I mean, you don't have to go full into it, but you know, like, I'm just, like I said, I'm curious on how, how that works. Cause I know there's like a safer way to, to do the, the screaming without damaging your, your cords. It's, it's definitely kind of hard to uh, explain like off the bat, how to, how to do it. Like, uh, I guess like my way I learned, I originally learned from this YouTube video of this guy, like, doing this weird noise like the like the like the the grudge noise like the mm-hmm. uh, uh, okay kind of yeah use that and like and then start to try to push air through it and you'll get that like an airy sound and then you keep pushing it and try to just like yell and eventually uh, it's just it's so hard to uh explain how it worked and then i eventually just picked it up and was like hey this doesn't hurt when i do it this way you know it's um everyone has their own way of doing it i like to say but like everyone can learn technique from like other videos and other people's techniques sure yeah. okay. a lot of times too i think uh a lot of people don't realize about screaming is that vocalists aren't screaming if you heard them without a microphone it's like like talking level half mm-hmm. the time like they're not like belting as hard as they can because they're just going to kill their voices after so right. i mean uh it's it's up to the sound guy to uh, to push you through to the rest of the house. But I mean, 
a lot of times, like even when I hear Cole just doing it at jams and stuff, it's like he's not nearly as loud as you think he is. Like mm-hmm. when you hear it in the recording, you're like, this guy's got to be just belting his brains out, but he's like, it's really <laughs> not that loud. I think it's just a matter of uh, being able to control the tone of your voice more so than the volume level, right? I'll- that tone <laughs> yeah because yeah you can damage your vocal cords just by singing as well yeah. you know I, and if sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i have i have blown out my voice like while learning there's mm-hmm. a learning curve to it when you're trying to teach yourself those type of that type of vocals yeah and i feel like the pioneers of you know of the screaming in our scene have definitely had to get surgery done um because of what didn't like bert mccracken didn't he have to have surgery done on his vocal cords i think so yeah yeah and his was such a harsh scream too so i can't imagine how bad that would have messed him up right exactly and um so i think probably guys like him um are the ones that really shape obviously they shape the way for everyone else and they're like oh i better not you know, I better learn from that guy and yeah. not, you know, not do I that. I know uh, the Ollie, what's his name from, uh, what's that band? The bring me, the, bring me the horizon. I know that that guy, like back in the day, he was like, you know, all screams, no cleans. And then now it's like, you rarely hear him do a scream anymore. Cause I think he wrecked his, wrecked his voice doing it. So it's just a matter of being safe. Cause you got to have long longevity, right? You got to be able to do it every night for, uh, for weeks at a time sometimes. So yeah. And Mike, Mike also screams too. So it's, it's a uh, plus while singing your set, then switching to the scream. So I think having, having Cole around is actually going to help take a lot of the strain off of Mike. Cause if you're doing a run for three weeks and you might only get a day or two off, it's uh it's, it's, it's rough on a singer. It's rough on everybody, but I mean, especially a singer who's that's your instrument. It's attached to you and you got to have it every night. So I right. think just having Cole around is just going to definitely take a lot of that uh, that weight off of Mike. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. Cole Cole is uh, is the savior <laughs> when it comes that's to right. the screaming. So, and Jared's <laughs> the savior when it comes to lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know Bryce brings the the guitar tones right and the farts. And the, uh, and the farts. We do there's a lot of farts in this band. It's a good thing. This is it's great that this is going to be all over the internet now. Thank you for sharing that, guys. Um, so, uh, anyways, back to not talking about my farts. Um, so we were. Uh, I do. I am definitely the tone snob in the band, as far as like guitar tones and bass tones. The rest of the guys just want to have their stuff on and go. Like, yeah. Chris will tell you our other guitarist that he cares about tone, but he wouldn't know if he was plugged into a potato it all sounds sick to him <laughs> and uh i'm like i'm always over there like man the mids the mids gotta get pushed you gotta dial back the gain bro it's not i'm not hearing that that low end tightness and he's like dude just play the freaking song <laughs> it's uh every every band's gotta have the one tone snob yeah oh yeah it, it's it's a it's essential on i mean as much as you may not like it it's uh it's very essential well it used to be a time when like tone didn't matter to punk music right like it was just crank your shit on and go but now every day like everyone's got boutique rigs and 
they're using all these crazy ant processors and stuff. And now mm-hmm. we're all just as big a nerds as the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You know, and you got all the Kempers and things like that mm-hmm. in there now too. So, um, that's what uh, instrument did you play? I play guitar. Guitar. Um, and, uh, I have a man. Um, why am I forgetting? Uh, I have a, um, an orange, why am I forgetting? You see, I see. I don't play like <laughs> I, the reason why I'm forgetting the name of my orange is because the Green Day tribute band I play in, um, I actually use. It's not a Kemper. It's a. I can't even think of the name, but the uh, the lead vocalist of the band is the one that wanted me to use it, and he owns it. Um, but oh, it's okay. like a. It's a pedal processor thing similar oh. to like what a Kemper is. Um, so yeah. I don't even use my, I haven't used my orange, you know, very much. Um, Sucks. Those oranges, oh, the, it like, was a there's... dual, dual terror. That's what oh, it is. I haven't, I have an orange dual terror and I love it. Um, like the 30 watt, the 32 watt two channel <clears throat> thing, right? Yeah. It's a 30 watt. So yeah. sick. Yes. I love it. The only thing I don't love about it is there's not, um, you don't, your EQ, you don't have as many options. You don't have like the bass, mid and treble. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have like a shape knob, you know? Um, uh, simplicity is the way to go, dude. I've been playing a JCM 800 for a while now and it's just one, there's one three band EQ and turn it on and go. As yeah. long as you turn it up and let it rip. JCM 800s are a godsend they they are it's the cadillac right that's uh uh, yeah it's one of the cadillacs for sure that's right yeah so um yeah i'm sure we can we can really get (laughs) nerdy and and talk about tones for yeah this is where everyone everyone starts tuning out but uh yeah but yeah no i recorded several times on a jcm 800 and yeah there's just uh, those are another uh like i said they're a godsend as well so um but um yeah so getting back to you know the new single uh coming up short um i know the uh the single and i i don't know if there's a definite release date for that yet i think we were talking to uh the boss boys over at uh, lost music collective today i think it's we're shooting for valentine's day i think was the plan okay cool and uh we're uh doing the music video here very shortly and uh i'm i haven't been this excited about a single in a while so i think that uh i think people are gonna really like it i'm sure they will it's a great song it's really well put together um and i think it it definitely it's a it's a step in the the right direction not that you guys weren't in the right direction before but it's only gonna gonna help you guys more so I bet you that's Cole's dog. Is that your dog, Cole? Oh no, that's my dog. Actually, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. My my. I have a little Pomeranian, and uh, yeah. So he he's been making his appearance on the podcast here and there lately. I feel like he gets brought up almost every podcast now. Um, well, he has a strong opinion. You can't. He, you gotta appreciate that. He does. He really does. Um, so anything else? Um, Bryce or or Cole or Jared bef- before we wrap up about Rival Town. Uh yeah. Uh so recently we've uh started blowing up on TikTok, which is like Yeah, that's right. We were going I was actually going to ask about that and I completely forgot. Yeah, it started off I think Chris's 
girlfriend was uh, kind of the the person who sort of was the TikTok queen of all of our friend group. And uh, I think Chris just saw her doing it all the time and said, well, I'm going to try it. And then he he started this whole idea of like, let's blow up our band in a certain amount of time sort of thing, right? Like we have so many days, can you guys help us? And then uh, he started calling me one morning going like, dude, there's like a hundred thousand views on this in like two days. And then it just started going wild. So we've been super fortunate that people have been actually, uh, reaching out to us through there we didn't we're all like 30 right so we were kind of like sort of neglecting getting on the tiktok world because i know (laughs) it just seems like i'm too old for it but yeah that is i'll be the first to admit now that is that is where the future is going for uh blowing up bands it sounds like it i'm talking to more and more people about it and they're telling me that's where they're they're getting new fans from and and such and yeah i i'm still just kind of like i'm just kind of watching it happen i haven't taken the jump and and made a tiktok for myself yet either i'm kind of skeptical of it still but um but yeah i think you're right i mean the way it's looking like it is because it is the next thing (laughs) well it's always the younger generation that kind of sets the uh the tone for what's cool right so i mean we're all now 30s and 40s and uh we're still grandparents using Facebook basically now, which is like <laughs> dead technology. So uh, the kids say that TikTok's cool, and if you wanna, you wanna be relevant with them, you gotta play ball. So we we've sort of started uh, trying to make ourselves look cute for the camera again, and we've been uh, hitting the TikTok world. And I I have to admit, it's as much as I was skeptical, it's it's definitely doing some cool stuff for us. Our Spotify numbers are spiking like crazy. Our Instagram's getting uh, getting a lot of love, and uh, people have been hitting us up for all kinds of merch and stuff. So we're we're very very fortunate now that it's definitely a, a help guiding factor going forward. That's awesome. I might have to I have to might have to hop on that. You're starting to convince me. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> suck it up, man, because we didn't want to, but it's the proofs and the numbers. Just get on there and get your eyeliner out and. You're ready to go again. <laughs> I mean, the way it is. you you have a valid point though about you know the the younger generation and um, you know obviously you you want to you want to reach out to them and be a part of of what you're doing you know and and if that's how you have to reach them then that's how you have to reach them you can't stay stuck on the thing that you grew up with you know. So that's, that's a great point. Well, who's the one buying t-shirts and CDs, right? It's them asking their parents for money and they're the ones hitting us up. So it's, uh, you gotta, you gotta play, uh, play the market and you gotta stay relevant. So Mm -hmm. we're, we're basically just hopping on the trend, but if it works to our advantage, we're, we're all kind of getting to that point now too, where it's, we're we don't feel like we have anything we need to prove to anybody anymore. We just want to have fun playing music and we want to be proud of what we're putting out. So it's not like a, we, a lot of times when you first start a band, you're like, well, I got something to prove. I got to show everybody that I'm deep and emotional. And I'm, it's like, we don't, we don't care anymore. We just want to just be on the road and grind it out and have fun playing music. And that's just, that's the goal and that's the dream. So we're, we'll do whatever it takes to get there. And to quote you from earlier, this song isn't sad enough, guys. It's just not sad enough. It needs to be sadder. That's exactly it. 
<laughs> they're still yeah. definitely sad. Like uh, I want people I, cutting their wrists. Damn it! Like, it's funny because in why are uh, you yeah, on, why are on you tic- crying? <laughs> on TikTok, you can do something called a a duet where mm-hmm. it's like you can uh, take somebody else's video and have you doing your own video with their video. So we have all these people that are like just dancing and drawing pictures to our, our song swear jar. And it's like, they're all just frolicking in fields. They're so happy. This is the nice, and like, none of them wouldn't listen to the lyrics of this song, did they? And uh, which, which is, which is fine. It looks great. It's like the whole song's about just self hating. And oh my they're all God. just like, Oh, this is so great. This is such a bop. I'm so happy. It puts me in such a good vibe. I'm like, all right. If it does, then definitely gives off a vibe but i don't know about happy <laughs> if, if, if they're happy listening to it then maybe we're on to something oh that's funny that's, that's too- the thing punk though because like it's it's all the 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 uplifting like riffs and the the punchy uplifting riffs with the sad lyrics you know like yeah the sad lyrics to relate to but you're gonna want to jump up and down like bryce said frolic in the field and <laughs> be sure. happy yeah. So it's like the Wonder Years made their whole career off of that exact idea. So I yeah, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so let's close out. Where? What is your TikTok? <laughs> let's start with that. Um, uh, we are. I can't believe we're, this is the first thing we're punching now. Uh, so yeah, our TikTok <laughs> is at Rival Town. Um, look for Chris Peterson on there. He's the star. Uh, we're all just kind of starting to. Uh, pick up a little steam ourselves but he's he's pushing it hard he's the other guitarist in the band Devin, our drummer is on there as well and uh mike is also on there so i mean if uh you're looking for people to follow we we urge you to head over to tiktok and obviously we're on all the other social media as well at rival town on instagram at rival town band on facebook don't know what our twitter is and uh rivaltownband.com for merch and all the goodies Awesome. All right, guys. Well, looking forward to uh, the, you know, the new single being out coming up short and also watching the the video for that. And yeah, just uh, anxious for whatever else comes from Rival Town this year. Well, thank you so much for having us on. No, thank you, guys. Bryce, Jared and, and uh, Cole. It was great meeting meeting all of you. Really, yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, Let's no sh- problem. Really yeah. awesome. You <laughs> hope you have a good new year, and we'll uh, you got you got lifelong fans now. We'll be checking out every podcast. Oh well, thanks guys. That okay. means a lot, and uh, definitely I'll be a lifelong fan of you guys too. You're welcome back anytime. That's awesome. Thank so, you so much. Yep. So much. Yep. You're welcome. See ya. <laughs> have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. You Thank you to Cole, Bryce, and Jared of Rival Town for spending time with us today on Pop Punk and Pizza. Their newest single, Coming Up Short, is available on all streaming platforms this Friday, February 19th, via Lost Music Collective. I can't wait for you to hear the whole song because it, it's, as the cool kids say, it's a banger. Uh, I want to thank Eric from Lost Music Collective and uh, Word is Bond for setting up this interview, by the way. Love you, Eric. Uh, this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza has been sponsored by Amazon Music. Get free, unlimited access to over 
over 70 million songs for 30 days by signing up at getamazonmusic.com forward slash pop punk pizza pod. And not only do you get unlimited access to music, but it's always ad free. No one likes to hear ads while they're trying to listen to their favorite songs or albums. And you can even listen offline with unlimited skips. Nothing is more annoying when you've used up all your free skips on any of the streaming platforms, right? And then on top of that, you can follow your favorite podcasts like pop punk and pizza. So try Amazon music for free today at getamazonmusic.com forward slash pop punk pizza pod. And if you're in a band business or event and uh, you would like to sponsor an episode of pop punk and pizza, just hit up our website, poppunkpizzapod.com for all the details on that. I'm Jacques Lamour. It's always an honor and a privilege to be here with you on the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe and give us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also catch up on previous episodes, sign up for our mailing list, buy merch, submit your band's music at poppunkpizzapod.com. Our socials uh, for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter the handles are all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. And I look forward to talking with you this Tuesday, February 23rd, when Chicago pop punk band When the Sunsets returns to the podcast. Uh, they first appeared on episode 67 in 2018. And a lot has changed since then. So it's uh, going to be good to catch up with them. I would uh, encourage you, if you haven't, listen to the first episode they were on i'd go back and and give it a listen because there was a really great uh, acoustic performance by them because that was back when we actually used to do in-person interviews on the podcast seems like a a lifetime ago anyway have a great weekend take good care of yourself and i'll talk to you on tuesday hey hello it's nice to meet you hey come in and have a slice of pizza